Mmm. Mmm. Caps on. And I got a rack on. Spent four nights in the country. I like and fly my rich ass back home. Mic check one, two, two, two. Just playing. I checked it earlier. What is going on, dude? This is going to be an episode. Domcast Late Night Quickie. It is 9.59 p.m. This Thursday, January 10th. And uh, we're just getting... We're just relaxing from a nice a nice day at work. It was really chill. It was beautiful. And I'm here to talk to you, Chachis. This is my first solo episode of 2019-1919 for 1999. Right, so they always got you on this fucking every, everything they ever sold on TV was always 1999. And if you buy now, the next 10 minutes, we throw in three more for free. Now, we haven't done uh, a solo one in 2019. First one, I have to say, shout out to guest of the year, dude, Jordan Berlanga. So, last episode, you know, he had to join me to start off the new the new year. All right, this is going to be the first full year Domcast. Last year, we, we started, we together started somewhere around June and uh, we, we ended the year strong. I, I thought I was only going to do five of these things. Now I'm at episode 38. And the downloads just keep coming. And you chachis keep listening. And I'm like, dude, why, dude? Why, dude? Right? Well, why anything? Why? Bohemian Rhapsody, dude. Nothing really matters. You know Why? Nothing fucking matters, dude. You know how I realized nothing fucking matters? Because I caught myself watching Love Connection on Hulu. Yes, they revamped it. Yes, I'm talking Love Connection. And, dude, that is the funniest show I've ever seen in my life. Top five. Top five funniest shows that they're not trying to be funny. Okay? Now, if you've never seen Love Connection, the revamped one, basically, some... Some... I don't fucking know. So socialite or whatever. I, I don't know. Some of these people, they got like uh fucking 6,000 followers on their Facebook or some shit. And then they get that they're on love connection. They're like, I'm the most eligible bachelorette in the Atlanta, in, in the whole city of Atlanta, actually in the entire state of Georgia. And I am 37 years old. It's like, okay, you're 37 years old, dude. Obviously, yeah, fuck some things up in the past or else you'd be married right now, right? Or were you too busy focusing on your career? That's what they always say. And then, so they take like a personality profile test and then they bring like three people, like three dudes. And uh, the they just give a quick intro. And all the dudes pretty much say the same thing. Yo, I'm a teacher, man. I just been doing with the kids. They're my passion. But you know, I'm just trying to find some real love out there. Someone I can settle down with. My name's fucking Daquan, and I'm 36. And you're like, all right, who's next? And this guy, hi, my name is Ralph. Yeah, some people think I'm a little rough around the edges, but guess what? I got a soft spot in my heart, and I'm looking to fill it with a lovely lady. Yeah, I'm from Georgia. Some people might say I am the Georgia State boy. And then you get the last one, which is the wild card. And it's like, hi, 
My name's Kyle. I'm a web designer. I'm 32, and I, I'm not quite ready to settle down, but I'm just kind of looking for fun. And you're like, okay, that, that one's definitely the actor, dude. All right? So now they show those three, and the lady in the seat now, she's all, she's all happy. And it's funny because it's the first time she's got to see him. So they go on three dates prior, and what we're about to watch is each of those guys on the date, and then she picks one at the end. But what makes it more interesting is after the little quick intros, the fucking just from 30 seconds and looking at someone's face, the the audience votes on who that person's going to pick at the end. And if that person picks that person at the end, she wins like an extra $10,000. And they send them off on their second date, which is like an overnight. So it's, they probably give them a fucking room at like, the four seasons in Atlanta. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, come on, dude. You got you got a network television budget. You know, but it's probably the four seasons, guarantee it. I don't even know. I, I need to Google it. But anyway, so then they'll go, all right, so we're going to look back uh, on dates. Now, this is your date with Daquan. And then they show the whole thing and they ask him, did you? And then he comes up live because he's back, he's back behind the wall, right? So he comes back. And he's there live. It's the first time they've seen each other since the date or whatever. And they're like, some flirting. Some are like, oh, I hate to see you again. And anyways, they go through all three. At the very end, she has to pick one. And then she picks the other one, uh, the one that the crowd like. They get fucking $10,000, dude. Okay. Now, the reason I started telling you about this show called Love Connection is nothing really matters. And I watched that show. Dude, and I fucking loved it. Now, one of my resolutions this year was to stop cursing as much. Really trying to. Didn't sound like it from what you just heard, but I am actually trying to curse less. All right? I said that last year. It's like a resolution I make every single day, okay? I'm really, I need to start saying like, ah, fudge or scram, you know? You ever just like tell someone, I don't know what the... Everyone's been in that situation in life. You got to kick someone out of your house, like, or a party or a bar, or maybe it's like a dog in your yard taking a shit and you just walk outside and you're like, get the fuck out of here. And you catch yourself, you're like, get the fuck out of here. Well, now I just say, scram, scram, you know, get out, scram, get, kick rocks, no socks, scram. That. Is what some that's what that's what happened to Daquan, dude. She was like, "Scram, Daquan." So, anyways, uh, first late night quickie, and I actually should be quieter right now. Uh, I, I can tell like my gain isn't even that high in my headphones. I should probably turn the gain up, but whatever, dude. I'm not fucking Eminem over here. Just I need turn turn the volume up in the headphones. All right. Now, um, so I wanted to tell a story today. Uh, I don't take cancer lightly. I don't think anyone should. A lot of people in my family have passed away from cancer. I fucking hate it. Cancer sucks, dude. And if there, if I ever had the chance to wear the shirt that says fuck cancer, I'd do it. Even in a point in my life where I'm trying to swear less, dude, and be a better person, I'd wear a shirt that says fuck cancer, dude. But there was a time in my life where I thought I had testicular cancer, dude. Bad, so bad that like I'm stubborn Italian male. 
Now, males in general don't like going to the doctor. The ones I know, okay? A lot of alphas. There's some betas in there, okay? But a lot of alphas, all right? That's that's how I like to keep my pack, dude. If this was Cesar Milan, I wouldn't say I'm the pack leader, bro, but I'm rolling with some alphas, all right? All right, dude? So... I, th- I had this sharp pain in my left nut. And I was like, this is not normal. Like, it felt... And I, I, and I would go in the shower, and, you know, they teach you, like, women, they have to learn how to give themselves uh, breast cancer exams, you know, and then when you get your prostate checked when you're older, they stick fingers up your ass and feel if it's whatever, and you might bust a nut because it's the male G-spot. Well, I thought... I felt around in the shower because it loosens your nuts so they kind of hang out of your body because it's all hot. And like, we're not trying to kill all the sperm. And um didn't feel any lumps, but I still felt a sharp pain. Now, I wore tight pants out for too long. And that's the moral of the story, dude. I watched Led Zeppelin in on DVD when they did Madison Square Garden when I was like a freshman and some cheerleader uh, I want to shout out her name, but she knows who she is. She gave me a pair of like girl pants and I wore them because I wanted to be Robert Plant. And then from freshman year until, I don't know, I was like 25, my pants were way too tight, dude. Way too tight. Like Jay-Z, my knots don't fit, dude. I would say, And it wasn't money, just wasn't enough real estate for my balls. So I actually go to the doctor, pay a copay. Dude, he just looks at me because he I, he walks in and he goes, all right, what's the problem? I say, dude, I think I might have testicular cancer. My left nut is in severe pain. And then he, looked, and he was going to tell me, he's like, take off my pants. And he saw how tight they were. And he was just like, have you tried wearing pants that weren't so tight? And I just kind of sat there like a fucking idiot. And I'm like, you know what? No. In like a decade. He goes, you know what? I'm not going to charge you anything else. You paid the copay. Wear some looser pants. Call me up in two weeks if it still hurts. And I was like, all right, boss. Went out, bought myself respectable pair of Dickies. Okay? My size, my waist. 3030s, 3032s if I'm feeling a little loosey-goosey, dude. Trying to go a little low. Sometimes I want to show my socks. All right, so I go 30-30. If I don't want people to see my socks, dude, even though my sock game fucking flame fire, dude, I'll go 32s, dude, for that extra comfort. And I did. Two weeks later, nuts healed, bro. Nuts healed. No cancer. Legitimately couldn't sleep. Like th- the three days leading up, to my doctor's appointment, couldn't sleep. Up all night. Up all night. And that's how we're starting this one off, babies. This is how we're doing it. So, we have some Instagram questions of the week. And uh, and as I promised to be more you know, into pop culture and what's going on, I do want to say it is absolutely insane. Jeff Bezos... It's worth $140 billion. Creator of Amazon, right? Got caught like 
with pictures with some like little Latina chick in a club or something cheating cheating on his wife who helped him start Amazon, right? Helped him start Amazon. And they're getting divorced. There's no prenup. She's getting like $70 billion and just became the richest woman on earth. Now, dude, I've watched enough Love Connection to know when those chicks at the end win the $10,000, they usually don't even show up for the second day with the other guy. All right. Now, this chick's about to become the richest woman in the world, and she's divorcing her man that she caught cheating on him? Lord knows what's about to happen. I don't know if we've ever seen that happen before. To have like Rothschild fucking money, and you're a woman fresh out of a divorce, you can rule the world. Some weird shit's about to happen. I'm telling you, weird shit's already happening, but a Bezos, I I don't even know what she's going to go by. She's not going to go by Bezos, but Bezos, he's still got like 70 billion, so he's still chilling, but it's like crazy how like capitalism, oh man, as much of a fucking libertarian, as much as I love capitalism, this is why no one should ever be able to obtain a billion dollars. Like no one should. That, that is horrible that two individuals together could claim up to $140 billion. Uh, by American standards, that's crazy. But if you go to like Saudi Arabia, like the Saudis have money, dude. Oh my gosh. The Arab, the Arab money is some next level shit. Dubai is crazy. Dubai... I don't even get into that. I don't even want to get into that right now. So that was that's one of my and, he, and he's got one of those lazy eyes where it just started like f- collapsing. Do I think I have one of those? It's not like my eye is lazy. It's just like I don't know what side it is. Honestly, it might be my left or right. I got to look in a fucking mirror. I don't know. I I, I see equally through both. Right, but uh, one of them it's just like my eyelids are just giving out. They're just like I'm tired. I think I'm going to look like Jeff Bezos when I'm that old. Hopefully everything else ages like fine wine, you know, and tastes like good chocolate, but sweet Jesus, that, that eye's probably going to get shut. I might just wear a patch, you know, just go full on for it. Like if I start balding, I'm just going to shave my head and grow a beard. Like I'm not going to stop, start trying to like hide the fact Like people that do that, you know, it's like, dude, you're going bald. Just get rid of it. Don't leave it. Just get rid of it. Deal with it like a man, you know? Shave it and grow a beard. You know, look like a fucking lumberjack that works at an office max. All right. You can still wear a polo shirt, make fucking $45,000 a year before taxes and uh, look badass, dude, while you're balding. All right. It's a gentleman tip. It's a free one, guys. It's a free one. All right. On Dom Caesar. Now. New Year's Eve, I will say, was the first New Year's Eve I spent sober in about a decade. And I never started the new year, like, not hungover. So this year was awesome. Like, going in, like, falling asleep early on New Year's Eve, I went to work and went, I saw some friends. We burned some sparklers at, like, midnight. I had 
which was awesome, the lime flavored Topo Chicos, which was really cool because my friend threw a New Year's Eve party and a lot of our friends, you know, some of them are pregnant, some of them don't drink anymore. Um, so they not only did they offer like, you know, adult liquors, not like plastic bottle vodka, but they, you know, Jack Daniels, you could make old fashions, they had mixers, they actually had like a nice variety of they had regular Topo Chico's, flavored Topo Chico's, like flavored sodas. They had juices, um, you know, so you could pour like a little bit of like apple juice in your like Topo Chico, make little bubbles. So it was cool. And, you know, that shit never happened when you're like 21. <laughs> so growing up, that's some of the perks of growing up. So it was cool. Uh, burned some sparklers at midnight. Then I went home, was in bed pretty early, woke up 2019 fresh as fuck, dude fully hydrated fully rested and that's how we're just stomping in this year that's how we're coming in this year now let's get to this is going to be a late night quickie guys and i will say my next episode i'm going to have my good good friend i've known for over a decade jolene morris now she is a very talented woman and we're going to it's going to be an episode dedicated almost entirely to the food industry. She works uh, back a house. She's been chef, cook, pastry. I mean, you name it, she's done it. I've always been front of house, but it's going to be great. We're going we're gonna to talk about both of them, the entire food industry. And that actually answers one of the questions um, to start off on right now. <laughs> I just got some more questions in right now. Um, well, one of them right here is from... RT Joel RT at RTJOEL my boy he goes I've never worked in a restaurant or bar setting what's the thing I need to know and don't say I need dot 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 and then goes I don't know if that went through but hopefully it did actually sir it did not go through so if it if you if you're telling me just make it a two part question next time all right I love you, but make it a two-part question next time. Um, what is one thing you need to know? It's it's how to harden up. How to serving people in any way. Cooking form is one of the, the most humble. Cooking for someone at someone else is one of the best things you can do for another human being. Serving them as well. Uh, that hospitality, like true hospitality truly loving it being hospitable you know taking care of someone like that it's rewarding but you're you you have to learn how to humble humble yourself and maybe that's why i like the hospitality industry it's because if i didn't do it my fucking ego would be out of control so i like force myself to serve people you know as a job hospitality is what i do at that water burger down at the pearl that i work at so uh you know how about you send in sunday we're going to do the podcast so at r-t-j-o-e-l um send in that question again and we'll have jolene and i answer i think you know jolene anyway so that'll be good but it's good to hear from you thank you for sending in a question all right um let's see what is this at platypus bartender on instagram it's my boy Derek. 
when is the epic stash coming back? Uh, probably never, man. You know, I I do some weird stuff with my facial hair. Uh, the stash is one of those things where I was genetically blessed to grow a badass one. Didn't ask for it. Just happened. Handlebar. I mean, I could do anything with my mustache. I can even curl it out. So genetically, I won the mustache jackpot, okay? Has it been ridden on before? Yes. Did I purposely shave a mustache before so someone could ride it? Yes. Have I just shaved a mustache before because I wanted to look like, because I was drunk and I watched Tombstone three times in a row? Yes, dude. Platypus bartender, yes. Okay. But I can't do it because about three or four days into having such an epic stash, people, they'll, they'll pull their kids away when you walk by in the street. They don't know. They don't know how to handle it. Some people can handle that shit. Some people can't, dude. And it's just one of those things. It's too powerful. Maybe if I move to a different city and, you know, it was almost like Stratego or a Risk and I have to claim some land, dude. It's like everyone in San Antonio knows Dom Caesar now. I got to move somewhere else where no one knows me, but I got to come in with some fucking heat. I bring the stash back, okay? If I had to move to Tulsa, Oklahoma and take over, dude, the podcast game, I'd grow the stash out. And still not film the podcast. You just feel it through the fucking microphone. All right? All right. Hope that answers your question. At Platypus Bartender on Instagram. Okay, next. At JustGemma07. At J-E-S-S-G-E-A-07. What's your opinion on community colleges versus universities? Well, honestly, I think community colleges are the way to go. I, I strongly believe that. Uh, those teachers work harder, mostly. Um, in general, they care more because it's really hard to teach in community colleges and they care more. But I've been reading that book, Outliers, by Malcolm Gladwell, and he even talks about it, about like the uh, – he, he dives into genius and what it is to be a genius and how all these people are basically on the same plane and uh, they make them take all the same tests and whatnot and – Everyone's basically got the same IQ and it's just kind of like they randomly pick and make their demographic look right so they can get some kind of extra grants. I don't know. Community college, especially when it comes to what college is nowadays, which is a fucking debt trap. Y'all heard me talk about this on the podcast so many times. College is just a debt trap. All right. The interest rates they charge these kids who don't even understand how the bank, the real banking system works yet, and they're giving them credit cards to put them in even more. It's like they're giving kids credit cards with 25% interest on them. That's like going to, it's like going and tipping 25% at a restaurant. That means you had the best service ever, but you just went to HEB and you bought $100 worth of groceries. Now you got to tip 25% on top of those groceries because you use that fucking credit card. Wake up, dude. 
They do that with kids' student loans that are like forty, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. And that's for a semester. And they expect them to get jobs after. So community college all the way. Plus online colleges anywhere. Just don't stop learning. We have the internet now. Like literally you anything you want to know and figure out. You you want to know how to take apart a 1978 Firebird uh carburetor? Put it back together with the in, on and put it back on the intake manifold and everything. You can learn that shit on YouTube in 10 minutes now. You don't have to take a class. You don't have to just don't stop learning. So at JustGem07, that'd be my I'm 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 all for community colleges. Uh, even though I dropped out of one, I went to an audio engineering school, which I passed, and then I went to SAC for music business, and I dropped out because I realized I didn't want to be in music business. I didn't want to fucking rape music artists nine cents to the dollar that they got to split 17 fucking ways. The 360 deal is one of the worst things that people have ever done. American Idol, when they make them sign a contract that's like seven fucking years, and it's before they even audition. And so... You might not even be on TV or see the judge, and you might not even get to audition, but anything you do, they own the rights for seven years. So your band, where you go back to practice to, and you play a song, and it's a single, but you signed up for American Idol four years ago, they own it. Fucked up, dude. Fucked up. Um. All right. Okay. At Miss Angelica Ray. It's actually family, y'all. Um, go follow her on Instagram at Miss Angelica Ray. That's my cousin. She goes, "If you were a plant, what kind would you be?" Okay, now this sounds cheesy. This sounds pretty cheesy uh, as fuck, but I w- it would be the lotus for real. Like how beautiful of a plant. First off. It grows only in mud, muddy waters, and it is, when it blooms, it is so gorgeous. And uh, reading, especially like Buddhism and stuff, how like Rich, when he was growing up, uh, he would have like these these extravagant, like if you go to like India and you see these extravagant lotus ponds, they're beautiful. Thailand they're just beautiful um and they just look like muddy you know four or five inches deep of water and then up comes this beautiful beautiful plant flower it just blooms and uh that's how I feel about life life is that mud it's shit okay you're gonna go through a lot of it no one prepares you for it no one teaches you how to get through it and everyone that you're talking to, they still haven't gone through it. So they don't even know. All adults are just kids still tr- they're just trying to figure it out. They just got a couple more years on you. That's it. That's all adults are. Anyone, your fucking senior, is still trying to figure it out as well. If we all had the answer, you know, we wouldn't be asking these questions. And I think um, that's one of the goals is to... Get yourself through that mud and bloom and blossom. Told you it's going to be cheesy, but uh, it's powerful. Yeah, I would be the lotus for sure. And that's how life is, though. I mean, people complain. 
I complain. I'll catch myself complaining and I just got to think, dude, did I have to walk seven miles today with no fucking shoes to a well just to get water that I'm going to have to boil for an hour so I can take a bath and maybe use that to cook some food? And that's my agenda for the entire day and I do that every day? What am I complaining about? Why am I mad at traffic? Do you know what I mean? Got to be self-aware. And you got to step out, step outside of yourself and look at the rest of the world and understand like the shit and mud that's on top of you is not as bad as some other people and those are some of the happiest people on earth because they live with that simplicity. They bloom quicker than we do. That's for sure. That's for sure. So yes, that's my answer Miss Angelica Ray. All right. Uh just got a question in right now from at Jaden Kristen. One uh one of the first employees that I work with, man, uh my coworker, she was the first one that I worked with that listened to the podcast. So shout out to Jaden. She makes the best cappuccinos, macchiatos, best coffee drinks in in the Pearl. I you know, it's just a water burger. So I mean, where are you going to get foam on top of your cappuccino like that at a Whataburger, dude? Okay? You go to Jade and Kristen. All right. She goes, if you were to be any... She's got two, actually. Well, she's got three. Are we still friends? Yes. We're still friends, okay? Chill. (laughs) I love you, though. All right. If you were to be any animal in the world, what would you choose and why? Oh, an otter. An otter. I think I, I I truly believe otters are my spirit animal. Um they're there to have a silly goose time. They love seafood. They are they play on natural waterfalls all day. Dude, otters are so tight. Freshwater, saltwater otters, I don't care. Chilling on their backs, floating, eating oysters, living like a doctor, dude. Living like a fucking doctor, dude. Eating oysters, going down water slides, having a silly goose time with each other. You ever seen otters just kick it with each other? They're having a blast, dude. And they do it and then they just go take naps. And the way they take naps, just floating on their back, catching some rays. So that is my answer, dude. Otters. Definitely. Spirit animal, real animal. And then I guess I'll I'll make this one the last because this is going to be just a late night quickie for y'all. But favorite childhood memory. Oh, I remember this one. Um, Dude, I want to say I was like nine or ten. My brother Christian was like seven or eight. Maybe it was eight and I was ten. And it was a Christmas. It was a Christmas that we got our first like real video game system and it was a PlayStation 1 and we got Crash Bandicoot 2 um Wrath of Cortex some kind of off-road monster trucking game and the original Jurassic Park game for PlayStation 1 and I remember we had to have the neighbor uh come over to to install uh Sorry, this is making me laugh because at Platypus Bartender, dude, he was my neighbor growing up. He was the one that asked the question 
Um, when is the epic stash coming back, dude? I'm so, well, we had to get his dad to come over to teach us how to plug it all in because we we had no clue. I don't even think we had cable at the time. But my family, they uh, you know, we we grew up really poor. Not really, you know, they worked hard. They're well off now. They do well and. I'm so happy because it comes from you get to see your family do hard work. My parents are still together and everything. It's I'm very blessed to be around that and experience that. And I remember just this Christmas getting the PlayStation. They brought us like Crash Bandicoot toys with it. It was just the most Christmassy Christmas I've ever had. And I always remember that. That was probably one of the happiest, like that adrenaline rush from Christmas Eve to Christmas to New Year's was probably one of the best of my life, and I can always remember it, but it's just funny because, oh man, at Platypus Bartender, you're going to get so mad at me for this right now, but I was I was going to actually say this earlier when I was talking about my nutsack when I thought I had uh, testicle cancer, but I remember we were kids, and you asked us we were we were like you know six year olds seven year olds running around causing a muck in the neighborhood you know boys will be boys too talking shit still even though we're kids and he was like asked us how big our ball sacks were he's like you ever he's like hey you ever stretch out your ball sack we're like no (laughs) why like why would you say that and he was just like well because like the bigger your sack is means how courageous you are. And at the time, I totally believed it because you're a kid. And you're like, well, I didn't know that. Maybe that's like facts. And I don't know if maybe he had, I, I don't know this, Derek, now, today. I don't know if you have an irregular, like maybe you have an extremely large ball sack and confronted it seems like you confront your mom before your dad about this because I feel like boys do that. They feel more comfortable talking about that kind of stuff with their moms. I don't know why. They don't want to talk to their dads about their ball sacks, but, you know, it is what it is. Maybe because you came from his, you don't want to question his, you know. But uh, maybe your dad was just like, yeah, it just means you're very courageous, whatever. But you told me that, and I don't know why I thought about it the other day when I was thinking about when I got when I when I faked myself into thinking I had uh, nut cancer. But yes, you know what, dude? Till this day, I will believe that. And you know what? You're the most one of the most courageous men I know at Platypus Bartender, uh, and you are a veteran. So thank you for the time that you've spent uh, in the armed forces and overseas driving fucking tanks so you obviously have bigger balls than me because i'm not driving tanks and to have big balls you must have big ball sacks so big ball sacks must mean that you were very courageous so at platypus bartender um sorry if i share that story and you didn't want to but i hope you laughed at it all right everyone it is uh 35 minutes all right that's all we do for a late night quickie because you know how it goes. This is my post work. I'm going to have Jolene Morris on here on Sunday. And on my Sunday picks, okay, this is great because you're going to have the Chargers. This is for NFL real quick. You're going to have the Chargers going into Foxborough and playing Tom Brady and the Patriots. Chargers have not lost on the road and the Patriots have not lost at home. This is going to be crazy. It's going to be also the two oldest ever, the two oldest quarterbacks ever in a playoff game. Philip Rivers and Tom Brady, and uh, I want—I would love to see the Chargers win this. 
I would love to. And if the if if the Patriots is their shitty defense, dude, they're not going to be able to stop Melvin Gordon. Okay, but I'm never going to count out Tom Brady, and I'm never going to count him out in Foxborough at home. And Bill Bill Belichick is literally one of the greatest coaches besides Greg Popovich. Okay, moving on. Moving on to the 330 uh, 330 game. My New Orleans Saints against the Eagles and Nick Foles. Even though their secondary looked great, we're going to blow you out. You can't you can't play Drew Brees in January in the Superdome and expect to win. Sorry, ain't gonna happen. And one of the most baller shit ever, Sean Payton, their coach today, brought in two hundred twenty five thousand dollars, which is the Super Bowl bonus per player, and the Lombardi Trophy with four armed guards surrounding it into the locker room today, and said, "If you want this, win three fucking games." That's all he said. And then he took the stack of cash and Lombardi trophy out of the locker room. How do you make some fucking animal savage, dude? You just punt the grand prize right in front of him. And he said, quote, win three fucking games. And this can all be yours, dude. All right. This could all be yours. Thank y'all, man, for listening to Domcast. Episode 38 on the 10th of January 2019. Thank you for all the love and support and the downloads and the questions, man. Y'all are the best. Uh, and watch out for the next one with Jolene. We'll drop that Sunday. Uh, hopefully, this is a good one to listen to on your drive to work. Have a good one. Please uh, leave some stars, man. Leave us. Uh, I think I have 69 stars right now. And it kind of feels weird. So just like someone give me a rating so we can at least get it to 70. It just looks weird at 69. But thank you. The ratings have been great. Downloads have been great. Um, I love you all so much. And I will talk to you later. All right. Buenos noches.